1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod, or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
2: Tonight, in a show of support, the president and vice president visit Georgia to comfort a community and call for an end to attacks on Asian Americans. The president's message tonight. It must stop. As we learn more about the victims, who they were, and the families they left behind. Plus, the new video showing the suspect waiting in his car an hour before the rampage. The president stumbles, climbing the steps to Air Force One. What the White House is saying tonight about his health. New school policy. The CDC says three feet is enough social distancing in the classroom. And does it mean those plastic shields can come down, too? A CBS News exclusive, the new study that says babies could be protected from COVID through breast milk. Europe's third wave. Thousands flee Paris as it enters lockdown. Plus, the AstraZeneca vaccine gets a boost from the leaders of Britain and France. The breaking news tonight, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo now faces accusations of sexual harassment from a current aide. George Floyd evidence, a key ruling tonight that the jury in the Derek Chauvin trial will get to hear the details from Floyd's prior arrest. March Madness is back, the buzzer beaters, and the apology tonight from the NCAA after female players call out the inequalities of the food and the gym. Washed ashore, what is a military drone doing on a Florida beach? And CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road, how a teacher saved a student's life.
1: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with the investigation into this week's shooting rampage at three Asian spas and the growing outrage over a disturbing trend of hate crimes against Asian Americans nationwide. As we come on the air, the president and vice president are in Atlanta meeting with community leaders and addressing the attacks head on. The president just saying moments ago that America must address the ugly poison that's long haunted our nation. He's also calling on Congress to pass a bill addressing hate crimes tied to the coronavirus pandemic. And Vice President Harris, the first Asian-American to hold that office, telling the audience that racism is real in America, and it always has been. Well, tonight, we're also getting new details about what the alleged killer did before opening fire. And we're learning more about the victims from their families. We've got a lot of new reporting for you and your family tonight. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is going to lead off our coverage. He's traveling with the president in Atlanta. Good evening, Ed.
3: Good evening, Nora. The deadly shooting has rocked the city and reverberated across the country. The president tonight paying respects to the Asian-American community that feels under siege and speaking out against the dangerous rise in attacks. Good afternoon, President Biden tonight with a forceful call to end violence against Asian-Americans.
4: We have to change our hearts. Hate can have no safe harbor in America. It must stop. Too many Asian-Americans have been walking up and down the streets and worrying. They've been attacked, blamed, scapegoated, harassed.
3: They've been verbally assaulted, physically assaulted, killed. Earlier, the president spent more than 90 minutes meeting privately with Asian American activists and legislators, including State Senator Michelle Au, who had a message for Mr. Biden.
5: The Asian community is scared. We are living in terror. We have been for the past year at least. And this latest incident here in Atlanta It's just taking place on top of a culture of fear of violence.
3: Reported attacks on Asian Americans in the past year jumped to almost 4,000 amid the pandemic. This recent surge has been driven by the racist political rhetoric of the former president and many of his colleagues. Kung flu. Reports show anti-Asian sentiment on social media increased dramatically after former President Trump first used the hashtag Chinese virus last spring. They started calling me Chinese virus. Air Force veteran Denny Kim, who was assaulted on a Los Angeles sidewalk last month, said the government has to take action.
6: It's as important as my mom living and not fearing for her life when she walks to the grocery store. I feel like President Biden really needs to protect Asian Americans right now.
2: And Ed joins us now from Atlanta. And Ed, the president on the way there to that stop made quite a stumble on the stairs of Air Force One earlier today. Is he okay?
3: That's right, Nora. He was boarding the plane, jogging up the stairs, and stumbled three times before catching himself. The White House says he's fine, quote, doing 100 percent, and didn't require any medical attention, citing the high winds as one of the reasons he took the tumble. But, of course, there's been cause for concern because he broke his foot in late November during the transition. Nora. All right, Ed
2: O'Keefe with those new details. Thank you, Ed. And we're also learning more about what the alleged shooter in Atlanta was doing in the hours before his deadly rampage. Tonight, investigators say he's talking, asking if he'll spend the rest of his life in jail while the families of those he's accused of killing are also speaking out about the loved ones they lost. CBS's Mark Strassman continues our coverage.
4: Prelude to a massacre. Newly surfaced surveillance video shows confessed gunman Robert Long lay in wait in his car for an hour before walking into Young's Asian Massage. 49-year-old Xiao Zhe Tan, a Chinese immigrant, owned the spa. Greg Heinzen was her friend. She was a great
3: person, great mother.
4: She was loved. She was one of four people murdered inside. All of them remembered at last night's vigil right outside the crime scene.
7: This just doesn't happen here. I just want to let our community know, I want the world to know, we're better than this.
4: Roughly 30 miles away, detectives picked up the blood trail at two spas in Atlanta. Four more people gunned down, their names released today for the first time. All Asian women ranging in age from 51 to 74. Soon Chung Park, Soon Chuck Kim, Young A. Yu, and Hyung Jung Grant. Her son, Randy Park, wrote about his loss. Losing her has put a new lens on the amount of hate that exists in our world. But those murders are not classified as a hate crime so far by authorities. While the motive
1: uh, remains still under investigation, at the moment it does not appear that the motive was racially motivated.
4: That That outrages many Asian-Americans. We definitely believe that it was racially motivated. We have a history of being discriminated against. Suspect Robert Aaron Long, who claims to have a sex addiction, grew up in a conservative Baptist church. Today, that church pinned the blame for these attacks on his sinful heart and depraved mind.
2: Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Tonight, the U.S. has met President Biden's goal of 100 million COVID shots in his first 100 days, actually doing it on his 59th day in office. The president marked the milestone at CDC headquarters in Atlanta, where in a major step towards reopening, health officials revised the social distancing recommendation in schools. Well, we have two reports on the pandemic beginning with CBS's Nikki Batiste in New York. Good evening, Nikki.
8: Nora, good evening. Here in New York City, once the epicenter of the virus, high schools like the one behind me are reopening on Monday. But tonight, teachers unions are pushing back on the CDC, arguing the new guidance is too aggressive. Tonight, the CDC making a change that could get more kids back in class, issuing new guidance saying students can sit closer together without partitions. I want to emphasize that these recommendations are specific to students in classrooms with universal mask wearing. The agency now saying students can be as close as three feet apart instead of six, with the only exceptions being those in middle and high schools in high COVID transmission communities. The six feet recommendation still applies to teachers and in school lunchrooms and lobbies.
4: We owe you a gigantic Debt of gratitude.
8: Today, President Biden visited the CDC headquarters in Atlanta as he marked a milestone, reaching his goal of 100 million COVID vaccination shots more than a month before the target date.
4: You are the Army. You're the Navy. You're the Marines. You're the Coast Guard. I really mean it. This is a war. And you are the frontline troops.
8: Meanwhile, the first vaccine trial for pregnant women is underway. Right, just
9: relax your arm, okay.
8: Kelsey Carpenter is rolling up her sleeve for a shot at protection for her and her unborn child. She's one of about 4,000 women participating in the Pfizer study. Are you worried at all or are you happy you're doing this? I'm happy I'm doing this. I would be totally off base if I said I wasn't a little nervous. The trial not only looking at vaccine safety and efficacy for pregnant women, but also whether COVID antibodies could transfer to newborns who will be monitored for six months after birth. That's what sold me on it. Like, okay, this could help my daughter. This can keep me safe. And tonight, a small preliminary study suggests babies can also be protected from COVID by vaccine antibodies in breast milk. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York.
6: I'm Chris Livesay in Rome, where the country, like much of Europe, is seeing a deadly third wave of COVID-19. Paris is locking down at midnight for at least a month. Tonight, leaders are making a show of taking the AstraZeneca vaccine to calm public nerves over its safety. I cannot recommend it too highly. Countries across the EU had put the vaccine on hold until today, when nearly a dozen reversed that decision. This after the EU's medicines regulator firmly concluded the AstraZeneca shot was safe and effective and found no links between the fewer than 40 cases of blood clots seen in the 17 million people vaccinated. Here in Rome and across Italy, healthcare workers are racing to make up for lost time. This AstraZeneca vaccination center just reopened today after a three-day shutdown. Across the entire country in that same time, roughly 200,000 people didn't get a vaccine. But the real risk was losing people's confidence. You don't want the vaccine right now?
10: Right now, no. I have to wait, to be sure.
6: But there's yet another problem. Even if Europe defeats vaccine skepticism, they still have a huge vaccine shortage. The Italian health ministry tells me they've only received half the vaccine doses they were promised. Nora.
2: Chris say thank you. And tonight, there's been a major development in the murder trial of fired Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. A judge has ruled that jurors can see portions of this body cam footage from George Floyd's previous drug arrest. That happened about a year before he died in custody. Now, while that ruling is a victory for Chauvin's defense, the judge denied their request to move or delay the trial. And also this, just moments ago, we learned about an eighth woman accusing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment. It is the first time a current member of his staff is speaking out publicly. CBS's Meg Oliver has the latest current Cuomo aide Alyssa McGrath,
5: 33, is the latest woman to describe a series of unsettling encounters with Governor Andrew Cuomo. Telling the New York Times, the governor called her and her co-worker mingle mamas. She said he would ogle her body, remark on her looks, and make suggestive comments to her and another executive aide. She described one unnerving encounter with the governor. I looked up to see what was going on, and he was blatantly looking down my shirt. McGrath told the Times, you walk away from the encounter or conversation in your head going, I can't believe I just had that interaction with the governor of New York, but does not accuse him of making sexual contact with her, but says his actions amount to sexual harassment. Earlier, former Cuomo aide Charlotte Bennett sat down with Nora for an exclusive interview. I thought he was trying to sleep with me. Do you think Governor Cuomo should resign?
6: Governor Cuomo at this point must resign.
5: And the FBI is now investigating whether Governor Cuomo's most senior aides played a role in withholding the true count of nursing home deaths from the public for months. Cuomo has said he never touched anyone inappropriately and has rejected calls for his resignation from most of the state's Democratic leaders. How we doing, Jen? has asked New Yorkers to await the results of an investigation headed by State Attorney General Letitia James, even as his aides mount their own parallel review. Meg Oliver,
2: CBS News, New York. And we reached out to the governor's office for comment and have not heard back. All right, turning now to March Madness because it is in full swing. Players are being tested daily and living in a COVID bubble. But tonight, there are questions about the facilities and the food given to the female athletes compared to the men's teams. We get more now from CBS's Vladimir Dutier.
10: Another year of March Madness is finally here. The games hit full swing, just as the NCAA was forced to admit a discrepancy in amenities for the men's versus the women's tournament. WNBA star Sabrina Ionescu, last year's NCAA Player of the Year, tweeted this photo showing a better-equipped weight room for the men's teams. Thought this was a joke, she said. In response, the NCAA said, This is due to the limited space. We are actively working to enhance existing resources.
7: It Looks like we got some kind of meat here.
10: But it's not just the weight rooms. There are differences in food options for the men's and women's teams, as well as the difference in gift bags given to players. Some of the chosen ones that made it in. Meanwhile, strict COVID guidelines will make this year's games look and feel very different. There is a virtual safety bubble. Only six sites in and around Indianapolis are hosting the games, with each venue limited to no more than 25% capacity.
1: It's just different,
0: but it's not, it's not necessarily a bad difference.
10: It has come with a price. All 68 men's teams are tested daily. Each team is isolated on its own hotel floor, and players must wear a contact tracing device. Vladimir Dutip, CBS News, New York.
2: Well, we told you about this breaking news tonight from Palm Beach, Florida. Former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club is partially shut down because of a COVID outbreak. A receptionist confirmed the news. It's not clear how many cases have been reported or how this is affecting Mr. Trump, who now lives at the club. Also in Florida, look what washed ashore this morning in Boynton Beach. At first, police thought it was a bomb or a missile and cleared the beach. Well, turns out it's an Air Force drone used as an aerial target during training. The military was called in to take it away. A lot can change in two years. CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road with a story that keeps getting better.
7: It was Aurora, Colorado, summer break 2019, when we first met middle school math teacher Finn Lanning and Damien, the student he just couldn't shake.
0: Do you know how many pencils I went through this year?
7: Like way more than you should have? Yeah. Damien says Mr. Lanning was definitely one of his better teachers.
0: When, like a teacher doesn't bother me over and over again, that's better. <laughs>
7: okay, you have a low bar. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, I'll get my work done. He's smart and funny, um, and he was always a student that stood out. And then one day he just came to me and said, I'm not coming back to school. Finn sat him down at that table
7: right then and there. And what I found out was his story. He learned Damien was in foster care, that he had kidney disease, And because social services couldn't find a foster family willing and able to meet his medical needs, Damien had to leave school and move into a hospital. But here's the real kicker. The kid needs a transplant. Desperately. And a lot of times you can't get a transplant if you don't have a stable home to return to after surgery. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, you just can't sit across
0: from somebody that you care about and hear them say something like that and know that you have room to help.
7: And that's how Finn became a foster parent. He took in Damien, dialysis needs and all, even though prior to that hallway meeting, he'd been a confirmed bachelor who delighted in his childlessness. I never thought that I could leave school
0: and take one of them with me and still survive, right? Damien says,
7: right back at you, bro.
0: I was like, yes, I'd get out of the hospital. I was like, my math teacher out of all the people.
7: (laughs) They got along famously, Oh yeah. although Damien refused to get too excited. He'd seen fairy tales fall apart before.
0: Rematch? It's kind of bad thinking about that, but some people actually do that. Like they'll like just kick you out. One they'll be happy with you one day, and then just kick you out the next.
7: I suppose only time will let you trust. Yeah. It's been nearly two years since we first told this story. Damien was able to get that transplant, and he's now a much healthier, very typical 15-year-old. Even though it's been absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'll keep him. (laughs) A few months ago, Finn adopted Damien, teacher and student, now father and son. To be accepted. Feels like a dream come true. Proof that sometimes fairy tales do end happily ever after. Steve Hartman. CBS News, on the road.
2: And that teachers literally save lives. A note, Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's guests include Senators Tammy Duckworth and Rob Portman and Monsef Slaoui, the former head of Operation Warp Speed. A reminder, if you can't watch the evening news live, guess what? You can set your DVR and then you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Have a great weekend.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
9: It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds.